Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue our journey through the small prophets. We're going through the Bible, but right now we are in the minor prophets, the shorter books. They are powerful books of God, but they're just shorter in size compared to the major prophets. And Amos was a prophet that God called. He was a shepherd, a farmer from the town of Tekoa, which is just south under, um, south of Jerusalem, just south of Jerusalem, in just a tiny little small town under Jerusalem. And God calls this farmer out. It asks him to give a message to his people. During the time of Amos, both Israel and Judah were at peace with their neighbors. They were wealthy and their energy was being used to develop their nation, not fight their enemies. And they were both prosperous and the cities were expanding but they are focusing more and more on their material wealth and gain. And as they do so, they continue to worship false idols, which we know as we've been walking through these prophets and God sends prophet after prophet to warn them. And all was not well with them spiritually, though it looked like they were doing well on the outside. Inside, they were dying. And God sends a message for these nations through this small town farmer in verse one of chapter one. This message was given to Amos, a shepherd from the town of Tekoa in Judah. He received this message in visions two years before the earthquake, which it talks about this big, huge earthquake that happened in their time in Zechariah 14, five. We'll read about that earthquake. So when we get to Zechariah, Remember that Amos also spoke about the earthquake and his visions for the people of God came two years before that earthquake even happened. And then we'll continue. When Uzziah was king of Judah and Jeroboam the second, the son of Joash was the king of Israel. And this is what he saw and heard. The Lord's voice will roar from Zion and thunder from Jerusalem. The lush pastures of the shepherds will dry up and the grass on Mount Carmel will wither and die. And this again, this was a time of prosperity. And he he's bringing this word like there's we're doing great now, but the time's coming when it's all going to dry up. And Remember, people didn't like what these prophets brought forth because they're truth and they aren't good words. They're rejected by the people around them. But it's the truth. The truth of God is speaking through these men who God called because they spent time with Jesus. They spent time with God. They didn't go to seminary school or go to any universities. They spent time with God and listened to his words and heeded his voice. They developed a relationship and they intentionally worked on a relationship with God because they wanted to know God more. And God commissioned them and called them and they were chosen to bring forth his word. And with that, we'll continue in verse 3. This is what the Lord says. The people of Damascus have sinned again and again, and I will not let them go unpunished. And we're going to pause again. Sorry. Damascus was the capital of Syria, and they were known for their cruelty. And he starts out his word with coming judgment to the surrounding nations of Israel. We'll continue. They beat down my people in Gilead as grain is threshed with iron sledges. So I will send down fire on King Hazael's palace, and the fortresses of King Ben-Hadon will be destroyed. I will break down the gates of Damascus and slaughter the people in the valley of Avon. 
I will destroy the ruler in Beth Eden, and the people of Aram will go as captives to Kir, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. The people of Gaza have sinned again and again. And Gaza was the Philistia capital in this time. And I will not let them go unpunished. They sent whole villages into exile, selling them as slaves to Edom. So I will send down fire on the walls of Gaza, and all its fortresses will be destroyed. I will slaughter the people of Ashdod and destroy the king of Ashkelon. Then I will turn to attack Ekron, and the few Philistines still left will be killed, says the sovereign lord. And these people, they put God's people into slavery and treated them unjustly. In verse 9, this is what the Lord says. The people of Tyre have sinned again and again, and I will not let them go unpunished. They broke their treaty of brotherhood with Israel, selling whole villages as slaves to Edom. So I will send down fire on the walls of Tyre, and all its fortresses will be destroyed. This is what the Lord says. The people of Edom have sinned again and again, and I will not let them go unpunished. They chased down their relatives, the Israelites, with swords, showing them no mercy. In their rage, they slashed them continually and were unrelenting in their anger. So I will send down fire on Taman, and the fortresses of Bozrah will be destroyed. And Edom, remember, is the nation that was born through Esau. And they were they were had a revengeful evil spirit and they were cruel to the israelites and the people of phoenicia of tyre they broke treaties they promised to help israel but they failed they broke the treaties and turned against them instead and treated them with injustice and then we'll continue in verse 13 this is what the Lord says. Ah, the people of Ammon have sinned again and again, and I will not let them go unpunished. When they attacked Gilead to extend their borders, they ripped open pregnant women with their swords. So I will send down fire on the walls of Rabbah, and all its fortresses will be destroyed. The battle will come upon them with shouts like a whirlwind in a mighty storm, and their king and his princes will go into exile together, says the Lord. So these judgments are coming against the nations that surround Israel, and he had sent drought to the land, so even the fruitful Carmel was withering, but it didn't bring people to their knees. They didn't repent. So God called Amos, he called this farmer, to preach to his people and warn them that the lion has roared and judgment was coming. He was trying to get them to repent before it was too late, and God is patient and long-suffering, and he waits and waits and waits. But when he, when people continually refuse God, turn their backs on him, and refuse to repent, he eventually judgment falls, and sin has to be accounted for. Sin has to be paid for. But if we have Jesus as our Lord and Savior, if we entrust our lives and our hearts and our souls and everything in us into God's hands, we are seen as righteous. We are seen as pure and cleansed, and we have no sin. There's nothing to be judged. We are God's children. And Damascus was the capital of Syria, and they were sent a judgment in the, the judgment of God, the fire of God, the, 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 the devastating fire of God. God is fire and he will purify and refine and, and make us more and more righteous if we chase after him with all our guts or fire destroys depending on our hearts. Depend, it makes a difference on, on how God will 
judge us when the time comes. We begin our lives with God and our lives will end standing before God, giving an account for our lives. And if we have Jesus, his blood covers us. We have no sin and he will call us righteous. He will see us as holy and pure and innocent because Jesus paid the price for everything and it is gone as deep as the ocean thefts. Our sin is no more. And at the time the, they were imprisoning the nations around Israel. They were oppressing poor. They were working and taking advantage of innocent people, innocent widows and orphans and the poor people. They were oppressing them further and further. They were stealing from them so they could not even have food. And God said, enough, there's going to be no more exploiting, no more. And he stops it and judgment comes. And they they refuse to repent. They refuse to listen. They refuse to turn to God and they want to continue in their evil, in their sin. And they don't have a respect for humanity. And judgment falls. And Tyre, for example, when judgment came in 332 BC, Alexander the Great wiped Tyre completely off the face of the earth and the nation existed no longer. And the Ammonites and the Moabites, they were descendants of Lot through the incest that happened with his daughters on that mountain and the Ammonites they used to take pleasure in killing women and unborn children and the god of Edom was Molech and they would literally burn their children alive in the statue's hands they would heat up his hands and lay their children alive so they would burn in his hands in the statue it was evil it was unjust and it was very 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 against god and god's judgment fell and he said no more and he he said the time has come and judgment comes and he said no more god is love and forgiveness and mercy and grace and he's not going to allow evil to go unpunished he's not going to allow sin to go unpunished but again if we have jesus as our lord and savior if we submit our lives to him we have no sin we are innocent it doesn't mean we are perfect it means we are forgiven it means that god has restored us and made us righteous in his eyes because of the sacrifice of our great lord and savior our messiah yeshua who gave himself as a perfect sacrifice for all of us so we could accept him as our Lord and Savior over our lives and be redeemed and seen as righteous for eternity. Thanks, y'all. I hope you're having a most wonderful day.